Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. My friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. This podcast is a place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own body's intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to www.drrachelw.com. You can enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials, as well as my video class, Radical Radiant Growth. And I have an app that will support you on your inner healing journey to express your truest, most radiant self. Go to rachelapp.com for the download links and sign up for a free subscription to the Power Words and Daily Recreators. This episode is sponsored by me, your Mary Kay Independent Beauty Consultant, for clinically proven skincare and cosmetics from an amazing company that is leading the beauty industry. Please visit marykay.com backslash Dr. Rachel. Today's episode is Find Your Buried Treasure with Betty Lidke. Betty is an award-winning newspaper columnist, a certified dream coach, an inspirational speaker, and the founder and CEO of Find Your Buried Treasure. She is also the author of Find Your Buried Treasure, Nuggets Mind from Everyday Life, and is one of 40 female entrepreneurs featured in the book Fearless Women, Fearless Wisdom. Betty currently serves on the board of the Georgia Writers Museum and is an active member of Toastmasters International and Pathways to Hope Africa. Betty's mission in life is helping people to see the gifts, skills, strengths, and talents they don't even realize they have and inspiring them to use these gifts to change their lives in the world. In addition to her work in the U.S., Betty travels regularly to Uganda, where she has spoken to students, teachers, and church and business leaders about finding the buried treasure in their own lives. Working with Pathways to Hope Africa, she is also helping women in Uganda break free from the cycle of poverty and prostitution. Welcome to the show, Betty. Thank you, Rachel. It's great to be here. I know. Awesome to connect with you. I remember a period of our lives when we were seeing each other about three or four times a week. (laughs) Yes, and I miss those days. I know, me too. Through Toastmasters, E-Women, it was a fun time. (laughs) Um, But why? I would love for you to just start with by talking about your work in Uganda and, um, you know, how, how are you helping people there and what inspired you to do that type of work? Certainly. Well, it started when I met a woman from Uganda, and she was telling me about her home country, and we just really clicked. We met at a Toastmasters meeting, mm-hmm. and she was, was inspired by a speech that I was giving. And we started planning a trip together to Uganda. While we were planning that trip, she sent me an article from a Ugandan newspaper about a place called Kimombasa. It was a, a slum near the capital city where about a thousand people lived and roughly half of them were prostitutes. And mm-hmm. many of them were young girls selling themselves for the equivalent of 30 or 40 cents. Mm-hmm. And Tabitha said to me, well, we go to Uganda. We need to go there and visit these girls. We did. We talked with them and our hearts just 
broke. We said they could have been our daughters. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, that was in 2011 was our, the first trip we took together to Uganda. And ever since then, we've been working to build what we were calling a miracle village of hope and healing, a place where we could get the girls into training for different different enterprises. We asked them what kind of things they'd like to do if they were able to get out of this life that they felt trapped in. Mm. And they had such humble dreams. They wanted to work in a bakery or hair and nail salon. And they were so concerned about their children. Most of them had babies and they just felt trapped in the life that, that they were in. So we've been working since then and we've got a few things started like a a poultry farm and several sewing centers. And our work has expanded beyond that place into other areas where people are, they have so much potential and they want to do different things. And they're just trapped in life. Uganda is one of the poorest countries in the world. It also has, I believe it's the youngest population. Over 50% of the people in Uganda are under the age of 15. Oh, wow. you can imagine that. Yes. So I've uh, just returned in December from my sixth trip to Uganda Mm -hmm. since then with Tabitha and different teams and groups of people in organizations. And it often feels like it's one step forward, many steps back. Mm -hmm. But we, we do see results of what we're doing. And the people there are so warm and welcoming and loving. that Whenever I go there, I do feel like I'm coming to my second home. Oh my gosh. And you, you were, you know, while there's um, poverty and things, you feel very safe traveling there. It sounds like. I do. Most of Tabitha's family is, although she's lived in the United States for, I believe, 50, about 15 years now. She's in Minnesota, which is, Mm. is where we met. But much of, most of her family is still in Uganda and she also has an amazing network of, of people. And every time I go there, I feel very, very safe and very protected. Mm. Oh, and you, you talk about the people so beautifully too. I, I mean, I've heard you tell stories through Toastmasters and things like that. What's, what's it like connecting with the people there? Well, you know, the first few times I went, I, I was a little nervous because I'd never done anything like that before. I'd never been on, on a mission trip. I'd hardly ever been out of the United States. And if you say Canada and Mexico don't count, then it was almost almost nothing. So I was pretty apprehensive. Mm-hmm. But as I said, everyone was so warm and welcoming. Wherever we went, I would get hugs and handshakes and big smiles and Aww. people said, Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for loving us. When are you coming back? Oh, wow. You're, when you're speaking of all this, it just kind of brings tears to my eyes because you're, you know, you're helping people see such a potential in your work with the young gals. And then just you're, I know you, Betty, and you're just a lovely <laughs> friend to everybody. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much. And you know what? What Another thing that feels really good about this is that so many people, if you say Uganda, they they might know it's in Africa. Some some don't mm-hmm. even do that. But the name Idi Amin, a dictator from the 70s or, or other 
people, you know, they, they, they've had some bad times in, in civil wars and, and unrest and, mm-hmm. you know, poverty and disease. And, and people just think it's this deep, dark, awful place. But it really isn't. And the people there are, are so much like us in so many ways. Right. And I enjoy being a bridge, not only from here to there, but from there to here, to be able to let people here uh, know what what they're like in mm-hmm. Uganda and, and to bring some of America and our people there. It, it, bridge is the best word I can think to describe it, and, yeah. and I really enjoy being a part of that. Oh, what an awesome connection and community to build across across the world. That's awesome. Thank so you. now tell us about how how did Find Your Buried Treasure get started? What Where did that come from for you? <laughs> okay, that was quite a long journey, actually. <laughs> As you know, I'm a writer by trade. Mm-hmm. I've always been able to express myself fairly well in print, but I often felt like when I opened my mouth, it's a different story. You know, garbage mm-hmm. falls out. I, I <laughs> stumble and mumble and ramble. And that's when I joined Toastmasters because it's an amazing organization, as you know, mm-hmm. for speaking and leadership skills. And after I joined Toastmasters and gave a few speeches, some people started telling me that they really enjoyed hearing me talk and they were inspired by what I had to say. Mm-hmm. And that caught me totally off guard. My kids were teenagers at the time. I wasn't <laughs> used to people being interested <laughs> or inspired by what Aww. I had to say. Yeah. <laughs> And then I started to explore professional speaking. That's when I hit a wall because at Toastmasters meeting, I can give a speech and everybody's going to sit there and listen. But if people are going to hire you and pay you to speak, logically, they'd like to know why they should. What do you have to offer that's going to help their their members, their employees, their bottom line? Mm-hmm. And I've lived a very active happy, busy, fulfilling life. But in terms of skills that I could use to help others in any way, I really didn't see that in myself. I didn't see that I had anything special. Mm. So I started exploring and it was getting frustrating because not only I couldn't see any of these marketable skills in or desirable skills in myself, but I saw so many gifts and talents in other people. And it was doubly frustrating because they didn't see that in themselves. Mm -hmm. And when I would talk to them about these wonderful gifts and talents they had, they'd kind of shrug it off or, oh, no, no. And I thought, you don't know what you have, as I was trying to find this in myself. Then I was at an inspiring speaker's workshop once, and we got to know everybody there from the stories they had to tell. And there were two women in particular, I will never forget. They both had been assaulted. One of them had been raped and the other one had been attacked by someone who broke into her office when she was working alone late one night. Mm -hmm. And she said she knows that his intention was to rob her and kill her. She managed to get away. And both of these women now were at this workshop because they wanted to help others. They wanted to help others who had been victims or to help people from becoming victims. And as I was talking individually with both of them, I was just amazed. And I told them, thank you for all the women they were going to help and for being brave enough to tell their stories. And I was thinking about that later, and I thought not only are they going to help 
other people. But, you know, victims often, especially of the kind of violence they'd experienced, mm-hmm. often feel shame and blame, which they, they shouldn't, but they do. And often they try to just bury and, and forget what, what happened, which is impossible to do. But what occurred to me was that these women, not only by telling their stories, by helping others with them, not only were they going to help other people, but they were probably going to be able to, to heal and recover themselves and their power mm-hmm. in a way they never had before. And that's when it hit me like a lightning bolt. It's like digging up buried treasure. And we all have buried treasure. Sometimes it's in the gifts and skills we have that we don't realize or in things that have happened to us. And our experiences, even our awful experiences, are things that can help other people, but not if they don't know about them, not if we don't Mm -hmm. share them. So that's where Find Your Buried Treasure came from, and it became my, my company name, my philosophy, my mission in life, not only to help people to see the gifts and skills and talents and strengths that they don't even realize they have, but to help them see ways that they can use these gifts to help themselves and other people. Because those things that come so naturally to us that we don't even think of as special, it's because they're so much a part of us. But these are our greatest strengths. They don't depend on our education, our mm-hmm. background. They're, they can have something to do with that, and, and that can certainly help. But it's something that's inside of us, and it feels like the air that we breathe, mm. and that's our buried treasure. Oh, I love that. Because I, I feel the same way. Like, we all have a potential in us that oftentimes we're just not even aware of, but it's there. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I'm I'm seeing it as my purpose in life to make sure that people do see what's there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people just laugh at me or roll their eyes, but uh, but I can be persistent. <laughs> <laughs> so then what do people do or how can people find their buried treasure? Well, there are a number of ways. And certainly working with, with someone like, like you or me, a, a coach, someone who sees and helps bring out these skills can be very, very powerful and and very effective. But it helps by doing a little exploring, internal exploring on your own. For instance, if you think of what are some of the things that people often comment on or that compliment you on, or what are subjects that people often seek your advice or your opinion on, Mm -hmm. the things that, that you usually just shrug off Think, think about that. Pay attention to what people are admiring about you or what they enjoy about you and start just really exploring and seeing what kind of gifts those can, can bring out and what they can, they can mean. Mm-hmm. I have, by the way, a, 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 what I call a treasure map, and it's just a simple list of, of questions like that. And if anyone would like to receive that, they can email me and just ask for a treasure map. And so that helps with a little bit of self-exploration. Oh, cool. Well, thank you for offering that. Mm-hmm. So My now, pleasure. what if people don't find their buried treasure? Why is it? Why do you feel it's important that they do so? Well, I think one way to think about it is, and I'm sure you've heard, as I often have, 
about someone who has a little oh, a, a little trinket or a dusty old painting in the attic and they finally sell it at a garage sale for a couple bucks and then it turns out to be something mm-hmm. from the Ming Dynasty or, or uh, a Rembrandt and maybe not that quite that dramatic, yeah. <laughs> but things like that. Think of your buried treasure that way. If you've got this very valuable thing that you don't even know it's worth, you don't know its value, it's, it's just kind of there. It's not doing you or anyone else any good. Mm-hmm. But when you do find it, when you see it in yourself and start using it, because it is your greatest strength, it does amazing things. It can build your confidence and your enthusiasm. And it gives people a new courage and, and curiosity. And depending on what it is and how they decide to use it, if they do, a new focus and determination. It can, it can make you glow. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had some clients, and, and people told me this when, when I first started discovering this in myself. They say, Betty, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, keep doing it. <laughs> you, know, it's, you just glow. There's something inside you that, that, that shows. Yeah. And when you think of it in terms of your job or looking for a new job or anything to do with your life, your family, organizations, pretty much any area of your life, if you've got this added spring in your step, this enthusiasm, no matter what else is going on, you you rise above the crowd. You you mm-hmm. stand out in a good way. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, you know, at least for me, it would it. Um, I guess I feel like I felt found my buried treasure, <laughs> and so it it helped um, quell all of the like self doubt or like the uncertainty that kind of stuff that used to um, entangle me sometimes. <laughs> So I, I was kind of free from all of that stuff. And so it, it did become just an organically natural confidence in myself. Yes, instead that's of a very good way of putting it. And that's, that's exactly what it is. Now, I'd also like to add that we all do have different talents and skills that, that we know about. And maybe what we studied in school, what we've done in our job for the last uh, 20 years. These are things that we, we know we have, we build on. But what differentiates buried treasure from those talents and skills that, that we know we have and we use, as you said, it's much more organic. It's, it's in our core. It's part of who we are. We can get a different job. We can go to a different school. We can do so many different things in our life. But that buried treasure, that gift that is a part of you, it's part of your DNA, that never goes away and that never changes. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what makes it the hardest for, for us to recognize in ourselves. Yeah. Cool. I mean, and one thing that's coming to mind for me, um, because I got to do dream coaching with you and you're a lovely guide through, through this process. Oh, but I remember you. working on some things that we need to like clear away that might be blocking us. Um, speak to that a little bit. Okay, absolutely. And there are different names for it, but in the coaching that I do, we refer to that as the doubter. Mm -hmm. And it's the voice that as soon as you decide you're going to do something, it says, no, you're not. It's that nagging little voice inside of us, and it may have come from our our childhood or human nature or any number of things, something that uh, a teacher told us once, and Mm -hmm. now I'm going to try this. No, you're not. You're not smart enough. 
you're not rich enough. You're not old enough. You're not young enough. You're, you're too fat. You're too skinny. And we can just sabotage ourselves before we even start, before we even attempt anything. And mm-hmm. we can feel like a failure when we, we haven't even tried things out. It can, it, it can stop us from even getting started or it can stop us at any point along the way. So there are a lot of different things you can do. And you know this from coaching, both from being coached and, and from coaching yourself, that there are a lot of techniques, a lot of things we can do. But the best thing is to not try to ignore that voice or push it away, but listen to it. But instead of from an emotional point, from a, a very practical, objective point, as though, though you were sitting in a chair across from this person talking. Say, okay, mm-hmm. why do you say that? And uh, often this, this voice is really, and I talk about it as though it's a separate person, but it, it, in a way it, it seems like it is, somebody that wants to protect us and is worried about us hurting ourselves mm-hmm. or, or getting into something over our, our heads. It's, it's really a protective mechanism, but more often it works to stop us and sabotage us. So if we could just see what, what reality there is and learn what it's telling us, some things that we need to, maybe we need a little more information on something. Maybe we need to, to try something, get, uh, get, well, as I said, more information or, or do a little more exploring. But quite often, if we just try to get past that, and, and think about it and use it in a way that benefits us rather than stops us. Mm-hmm. It, it's very helpful and very powerful. And there may come a point where we just say to that voice, you know, thank you. I appreciate what you're saying, but that's not relevant anymore. So you go to sleep in the corner. I'm going to go take care of this and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I needed that tip. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really empowering, too. It helps to remember that very few people, if any, have ever succeeded beyond their wildest dreams when they first started doing something for the first time, when Mm -hmm. they first tried something. We look at the people who are superstars, who are top of the line in their, their business, Sports figures, of course, come to mind, uh, artists, actors. But we didn't see all the struggles that they went through. We just see the uh, Mona Lisa on the wall, you know. And so we need to remember that, too, that there's a lot of false starts. There's a lot of missteps. But Mm -hmm. it's worth doing if it's something that you, you really want. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then too, I mean, all of that doubt and stuff that that can go away, the more we kind of step into and get out of our comfort zone that that diminishes. It does. And another thing that really helps is simply realizing that that's there. A number of people that I've worked with that that I've coached, and we get to the section about the doubter, and we Mm -hmm. actually have little conversations with the doubter. And then people will come back to me and say, you know, I heard the doubter's voice when I was thinking about something or getting ready to do something and I heard the doubter's voice and I recognized it. Mm -hmm. I recognized that that's what it was. So I was able to talk it down or move it away. Yeah. So quite often the first step, and it's really big step, just realizing it's there and then we can see it for what it is 
rather than just have this overwhelming feeling of what's the matter with me? Whatever made me think I could do this? This was a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. This is so timely for me. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you know, I, so it's glad. just funny because I've presented how many times and now I'm doing the podcast and stuff and I have a presentation coming up that I'm, I was finding myself getting super anxious about and, and I thought I had, and I think I have, it's just kind of old stuff bubbling up because I feel like our energy and emotions that we've had around something can linger and we can unwind it and, and get rid of it. But I, this is very helpful for me today. <laughs> oh, good. And, you know, that makes me think of something else, which is that we, I think we, we all have a, a default that we go back to. And again, it can go back to our childhood. It can go back to any number of experiences. And mine, for whatever reason, is that I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm mm-hmm. not good enough. I'm, I'm out of my element. And it's not just like being out of your comfort zone, because I, I do that a lot. But I, I, I'm, I don't really know, I, you know, I'm a fraud. And I, I've gotten beyond that, you know, mm-hmm. so far beyond that. But yet, every so often, something will happen and just, boom, it just pops me back there. Mm-hmm. But the, the more it happens and the older I get, I, I realize, okay, there's that silly little doubter coming up again. And so I'll, I'll go through the steps and walk myself through it, uh, try to figure out what it's really trying to help me that can be helpful. Yeah. But, but know that. It, and, of course, the longer it goes on, too, I, I think whenever it happens, I think, well, I'm supposed to be beyond this. I mean, this is what I coach people for and help yeah. them get, get through. And so it feels even larger. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's just the doubter taking another little little turn to try to get me at me from another angle. Yeah. Kind of like little kids, you know, toddlers. They know your buttons to push, and as soon as you get that <laughs> figured out, they they know a new button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but eventually everybody grows up, and hopefully you all live to tell about it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> we go on from there. <laughs> oh, Same so way true. with your doubter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so it's so awesome to be here with you, and I find myself just smiling the whole time. I know you can't see me right now, or the listeners. You know, I can hear it, and I hope you can hear I'm smiling too. Oh yay! Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's always wonderful to connect with you. Any any final thoughts you want to speak to around find your buried treasure for the listeners? Just that. Remember that other people can see in us what we can't see in ourselves. So when other people tell us about uh, our treasure, and maybe not in so many words, but be open to listening to whatever Mm -hmm. it is that people say, because they're going to see things in you that you can't see in yourself. Oh, I love that. I know. And as you were speaking of that earlier, it was kind of a couple of things were kind of coming to me that I was not really aware of before and so that was really helpful and I, I can also see where I kind of like push it away like oh whatever you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well, you know maybe you and I need to connect for some more mutual coaching <laughs> that would be great <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be good oh this has been lovely so Betty what would be the best way for the listeners to connect with you to learn more one of two ways they can email me directly at Betty at find yourburiedtreasure.com 
or just go up my web- website, findyourburiedtreasure.com, and I've got a uh, uh, lot of information there. And by the way, I also have, if, if they visit my website, they can subscribe to my my blog, which I uh, write every week. And mm-hmm. it's just, I, I look like, I look for good in in everyday life and things that um that we might not notice mm-hmm. that are really really helpful and i also have on my home page uh, a little gift a uh, uh, pdf it's discover your life how to find what you're looking for when you're not even really sure what it is and and that gives a couple steps for that will help in looking to find your buried treasure and, and it helps do some some of the exploring that mm. we were just talking about. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for offering that to the listeners. Oh, my pleasure. Yes, and thank you for being on, Betty. I appreciate it so much. Well, thank you for having me, Rachel. This was wonderful. Yeah, you're welcome. And I wish you the best in everything that you're doing. I see all that you've accomplished Oh, since we work together, and yeah. and it just warms my heart. Oh, Not thank only, you. oh, you're very welcome. Not only for what it's doing, what you're doing, and what it's doing for you, but I know how many other people you're helping, and so God bless you for that. Oh, thank you, buddy. It's, I mean, it's such an honor to know you, and I'm I just treasure the day that I met you at E Women, and this is this podcast is on the E Women Podcast Network. But I met you through E Women in the Twin Cities, and I remember it was we go around in a circle and we have to share like what do we need. And I said, I need to practice public speaking right away. You said, oh, Toastmasters, you know, yeah. and I, I don't know if it was the next week or the week after I went and met you at Toastmasters in Minnetonka and uh, went from there. <laughs> it was yeah, an awesome journey. Wonderful journeys for both of us. Yeah, so cool. Well, take care. Okay, thanks, Rachel. You too. Thank you. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, if you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button so you get all of the latest episodes. And if you're ready to dive deeper into your freedom and radiant expression, you can get my book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You from Amazon. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.